0: hear that monica
1: um maybe basically
0: the maroons cheated in the state of origin and that's how they won they had too many people on the field wow and they're letting them keep the win too just finding their money that's crazy i'm telling
1: you right now if you think any sport out there is still clean you're so naive
0: Oh no! Every sport is involved cheating, but having too many players on the field, <laughs> I'm like, really I'm do. like, uh, <laughs> like I'm cheat. like, uh, okay, fair enough. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, you're listening to the breakfast show here on Faith FM, and let's yeah. read some text messages. But we need, we it. need to get into the next quiz. But, but we have. Been absolutely. There is so much interaction coming through. But give us our next clue for the quiz or the next quiz.
1: Yes, indeed. This is our third, fourth uh, quiz fourth. this morning. Mm-hmm. It's a fill in the blank. Uh, basically, it's from James one verse five, and it says this is if any of you lack wisdom, let him. And you are going to finish the verse. If <laughs> that any of you lack wild. wisdom, let him. Blank, blank, blank.
0: I made a song. I made a song, like, to remember this passage so it is like tattooed on my brain yeah yeah i was trying to do a (laughs) Colin Buchanan. like this is i have itchy teeth right now but hey daniel practical living in the judgment hour commentary on the book of daniel by norman mcnulty is our prize for this week every day we're drawing it but you just need to get in with correct answers now we have a ton of text messages to work through talking about the chosen talking about christian schools we're going to start with the chosen we've Yeah, Diana writes in. We watch The Chosen, and I assume this is her and her family. Uh, We watch The Chosen because it presents Jesus in a beautiful manner, where he is someone that you want to know, um, and he seems to be approachable and loving. And it starts a conversation um, with our daughter, so it makes a really, you know, makes a really good time for the family where we can talk about what we've seen and compare it to the Bible. So. We've got Diana here writing in, and I think this is a, a key point that she's making here. It's like, okay, we, we see what's happening on the chosen, we see a, a really nice and kind Jesus who you want to be able to relate to, and then relate it back to what the Word of God says, which is again anything that points towards us reading the Word of God and actually getting in and studying what the Bible says is fantastic. In fact, we we're having this conversation while off air and Shell was sharing her, you know, interest in the chosen coming from the perspective of It really has, for her, been a blessing to be able to point her back to the Bible and want to study things out when they're presented on the show. Um, Brett writes in as well. He says, I used to get fired up about the rainbow flag. So, again, the controversy with The Chosen that's come out recently is that people filming... Um, on set, you know, camera people flying the LGBT flag. I used to get fired up about the rainbow flag. Now I love remembering God made the rainbow. It's his first, even if other people won't acknowledge that. So, yeah, taking the opportunity to see the rainbow flag and say, hey, uh, that's actually it's actually ours. Uh, it's actually, you know, Christian Zone at first. So of course, the one that's being flown uh, on the chosen set is the one with, you know, it's got the trans colors as well. It's, it's not the... Biblical rainbow. But, you know, I think, yeah, Brett coming from a personal perspective saying, hey, it's ours first anyway.
1: uh, Did you finish the rest of Diana's uh, message? Yeah, yeah. Her daughter. Yep, I read Yeah, cool. Um, Janelle writes, the Chosen are trying to be inclusive of all faiths and beliefs and in doing so compromising the truth of the Bible. Also, the actor who plays Jesus is a part of the Knights of Malta, which is Jesuit-based. I'm not really sure if this series helps or hinders the cause of Christ and the truth
0: yeah so this is there was a video that was put out by a group called Little Light Studios <laughs> and it was kind of looking at the chosen, looking at its teachings and looking where it comes from. and it observes that the the main actress, uh, actor, so the guy who plays Jesus is like a is like a, a high level Jesuit and uh, it says he in Knights of Malta is like a high level Freemason. He goes to, like, Freemason organization, like, meetups and, like, promotes it. And he has, like, Freemason rings that he wears, which ultimately, like, Freemasonry is, like, a straight-up path to devil worship. Like, there's no ifs or buts about it. Like, Freemasonry, the leader of Freemasonry in his book, he's like, "Yep, Lucifer, the son of the morning, he's our guy. Like, we're all about him. And, um... And, yeah, the, the main actor in The Chosen who's playing Jesus is actively promoting that on his social media, is that he is a is Freemason. Is he really? Like, he's he's actively like, yes, I just met up with my Freemason brothers. Like, he's, it says he, he's a knight of Malta, which is like, I think yeah, it's like that, a 39th degree Freemason. Just because like,
1: someone says that he's a knight of Malta doesn't actually prove that he is.
0: No, no, no. He says that he is. Okay, all right. He is okay. like, my name is such and such. I am a knight of Malta. Like that. That's his.
1: Wow. It, again,
0: because I, I feel where you're coming from, Monica. I really, you know, people want to point out like, oh, this person's a Jesuit or that person's a Jesuit or Barack Obama's the Antichrist, and it's just it's just conspiracy. Whereas he's like, no, I am this. Like, this okay. is who I am. This is what I do. This is where I go. So. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, I've got another text message coming in from Margie. She says, I did start to watch The Chosen, the first two series, and had planned to get down and finish watching. But now I think I'll drop the idea. If they aren't following the Bible, then it's not Christian. Pity, because it looked like it had potential. Oh, well, that's the way of the world... Uh, that's the way this world of ours is about. Satan deceives in sly ways. And yeah, I I made the claim um, when I was talking about the chosen and we we talked about this a little bit off air, um, that they don't follow the Bible. I think it's more the sense that, yes, they, they do look over the stories, they study the passages and they convey a narrative that is going along with those story points and is trying to teach that lesson. But in terms of, yeah, What it is, the way it is that that plays out is, again, claimed by the show themselves, not according to the Bible. Although they're trying to bring about that outcome. Um, We have another text message here from Stuart. He says, all theater is a form of lying. All Jesuits are trained in theater. Why do you expect any difference? It is not for Christians. So Stuart just saying, no, this is not not about the chosen at all. Um, Janelle also writes in, she says, one more thing. The actor who plays Jesus um prayed to a dead saint for a sign to know whether he should take a role before he started with the chosen. Take
1: on that role, particularly yeah. before he started the chosen. Yeah, role.
0: absolutely. And so the main actor, I forget his name, but he also played a lead role in a movie called Jesus Revolution. Mm-hmm. And or Jesus called it was I think it was Jesus Revolution. And I watched just a yeah, brief kind of getting into, you know, a documentary and trailer about the making of the movie where he actively prays, again, to dead saints for that movie as well, seeing as to, you know, what direction he should go with his portrayal of of that character. Which, by the way, the person he was portraying um, is a, a famous religious figure from the 1970s, the, the leader of the Crystal Cathedral, um, who... Yes, while he was a Christian preacher was also like you know was an active homosexual and had had AIDS and like all these different things are just things that they don't portray in the movie mm. um but if you read this person's biography, that's who they were. And it was like, again, because it was this kind of combination of the hippie movement and the Jesus movement. And they're like, yes, this is the Jesus movement, the Jesus revolution. Um, every, and they were preaching universalism, you know, everyone's going to be saved, all these kinds of things. There is no judgment. There is no right and wrong or sin. Um, Jesus has died for everyone. So everyone, you know, everyone is accepted. There's, there's yeah, there's no overcoming of sin or anything like that. And so, yeah, it's, it's, again, this is a different production than The Chosen, directed by different people, but the lead actor is, you know, going down that route. Um, now we have, oh, Brett also wrote in also no rainbow flag will shine brighter than God's actual rainbows. Always good to remember that too. Amen. Absolutely. Uh, Brayden writes in, I watch the chosen and I know that the majority of it is not based on the Bible. I watch it not to bring me to Christ, but just as a different take on our perception of him. This is how I have explained it to my kids that it is a human interpretation of what they believe Christ was like. Will the, Pride incident affect their funding? I think it will. Should it? Should it, though? As a Christian, we are supposed to be welcoming of all people regardless of their beliefs, so I don't see an issue with them having them on the cast or crew. But they also need to understand and accept the view of Christianity, that God does not approve of their actions, but loves them and desires they acknowledge their failings, just as we are to do also." I I think I really appreciate this perspective because like, for example, I want people to come to church regardless of their background, right? I want people to, you know, be able to be invited into my home regardless of their background. I think the difficulty with this situation is I don't want, I wouldn't want people leading my church if they're from that background, because as we're talking about with Christian teachers, we want to portray a Christian message and bless people with Christianity,
1: You're listening to The Breakfast Show. Contact us on 0491 064 669.
0: But then simultaneously, it's like, okay, but The Chosen as a TV production, where does that stand? Is it a church? And this is the point that Dallas Jenkins and whatnot are making. They're like, this is not a church. These people aren't in church leadership. You know, the camera crew, uh, the actors, no, we are trying to make a show that's depicting an authentic Jesus and whoever wants to help us depict that, we'll have them on. But again, is that the right stance to take? It's 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 a difficult question and I think a lot of people that, that's the questions that were raised because of, you know, the pride flag being flown on set. Christopher writes in, he says, the chosen may have its place in pointing people to Jesus. However, it's nice to be aware of the facts too. The Little Light Studios ministry pointed out many questionable points about the chosen, including some of the strong links it has, uh, to Mormonism, including, and also Freemasons. Um, another point is that they promote Jesus as a way to heaven, as a way to heaven and not the way to heaven. So, oh, interesting, interesting one there as well. Uh,
1: Mason's not Mormonism, by the way. Oh. He didn't say that. <laughs>
0: yeah. but in the Little Light Studios, it also...
1: Oh, does it? Yeah, yeah.
0: So I, I've watched the videos, uh, I've watched the Little Light Studios video, and it's, yeah, the multiple of the executive producers, as well as m- a lot of the funding is coming from the Church of the Latter-day Saints, and there was big claims from the director, Dallas Jenkins, even though he's not a Mormon, he's like, oh, Mormons and Christians, we all worship the same Jesus, which is categorically untrue mm. uh, because, you know, the Book of Mormon is like, yeah, Satan is Jesus's brother and all kinds of wild wow. things. So it's, uh, yeah... Uh, ultimately not true. So, it's, again, they have heavy links to Mormonism, heavy links to the Masons as well. Now, we've got text messages coming in regarding the Christian teachers and the work that my Christian schools are trying to do. Uh, Alan writes in, he says, Christian schools need to be more affordable so low-income Christians uh, can actually afford to go to them. Godspeed. Now, we have a text message that come in right after this, and we don't have the the name of this person, but they wrote, if Christian schools were self-funded, they wouldn't have this issue. The issue is getting government handouts but it's just allowing the government to then enforce ideas or they will be shut down or will not get the government payout so mm. this is a huge issue is because on one hand christian schools whilst being private schools and having a high of fees the reason the fees are at the place that they're at is because of government funding mm-hmm. without government funding then the fees would be even higher so, you have this dilemma where, where Alan's coming from, hey, we need to make Christian schools no- more affordable for, you know, low-income Christians. Yep, totally agree. Let's get as many Christians as we, let's get as many people as we can into Christian schools. And because they're a huge blessing, I believe they're hugely important. And and it's like, okay, yeah, even making those opportunities available for low-income people. But then it's like, oh, but the problem with this comes when Christian schools take, government money but you've got this weird balancing act that you then need to do and that's where my christian school is coming in and they're saying hey we need to to do some level of lobbying to keep this funding so that we can get as many people in christian schools as possible um, whilst being able to retain that christian environment so it's it's a really interesting space that they're in um Alan also wrote in, he says, As I have three Christ believing schoolgoers, uh, two 14 and one 8 years of age, I watched them uh, getting affected and bullied by non believers over the years at public schools. But at the end of the day, if God wanted them to be at a Christian school, he would have provided. They've learned to stay away from nasty kids, and it's strengthened our bond as we comfort them when Satan attacks them through those non believers. So, wow, really? Interesting perspective yeah.
1: that. I mean, I um I originally went to uh, a Christian school and then at one point changed and went to a um public school and I, I my experience was a little bit different where when I was at the Christian school, you know, the kids sort of it was kind of like who can be the naughtiest and um and you know, and step as far away from their faith as they could, but when I went to a public school and suddenly I had kids asking me about my belief and it really um, helped me to solidify what I believe because I had to witness Mm. I was like constantly on on a stand for it and so it was actually a really great experience for me to go to a public school as a Christian kid and be the odd one out and uh, and make a stand it was it was it was almost pivotal um, in my experience growing up because it strengthened my ability to to make that stand as an adult
0: Mm, absolutely I think it, it goes both ways hey because so for me Going to a non-Christian, I mean, as a non-Christian going to a Christian school going up, growing up, I see that as, like, one of the biggest blessings in my life. And one thing that contributed to my later turning to Jesus and becoming a Christian. Yet, for you, growing up Christian, you're like, it was fantastic for me to get out of my Christian school, to get out of my comfort zone, and to be a witness. And so then, it's almost like, okay, the people who are in no, the most need of Christian schools are non-Christians. And the people who are in the most need of (laughs) non-public schools are Christians. Mm -hmm. I think at the end of the day, it's fantastic for young Christians to go to Christian schools. There just always needs to be the opportunity to witness. And we have one last text message coming in from Brayden. He says, we as a church have failed. And by church, I mean the congregation. We have not put enough value in supporting our schools, our Christian schools. And so... I think all working together, like the the optimal way that it could potentially function is again, having those Christian schools there for believers and for non-believers, making them as affordable as possible while also maintaining a, a very high standard of education because Christian schools are also in the for the most part leading private schools as well. Uh, I know here in Newcastle, we have Newcastle Grammar School, which is run by... It's an Anglican school, uh, run by the Anglican Church. And, you know, it has the highest ATAR level of, you know, most... All all schools here in in Newcastle, one of the highest ATAR level. My little sister went there and, as a result, got a really high ATAR and got into a really good uni. Um, So, we see, like a very high level of education coming from Christian schools. But simultaneously, Newcastle Grammar School was not going down the affordability route. Hmm. Uh, It was going down the highest level of education. Whereas the school I went to, I went to Hunter Christian School. Shout out Hunter Christian School. It was much more going down the affordability route. And I was able to go there and get a really good Christian education. You know, up until I left school after year (laughs) nine to move overseas. I was able to get a really fantastic Christian education as a result of going to that school. So it seems that there's need for both and then even public schools as well. But ultimately I think it's getting our kids good education.
1: Bless you. Sorry,
0: man. I was trying to hold that one in to to the end of my (laughs) sentence, but getting our kids a, a good level of education at an affordable rate with good Christian morals and values where they're also enabled to be a witness. How do we do that?
1: Uh, yeah, and, and, and like we said before, like we have so many different experiences. I mean, listening to your experience sounds so different from my experience. I was mm-hmm. thinking the other day about how I went to a Christian, Christian schooling through all my primary school and some of my high school. And yet I never, like, I, I don't know. It's almost as. Like I heard little Bible stories, but I never heard like solid mm. truth. And like the stuff that I heard about when I was the age of twenty three, twenty four, when I went to a, a prophecy seminar, was the first time I heard that kind of stuff. Wow. And I, I remember thinking at the time, why didn't someone tell me this solid stuff when I was like fifteen, sixteen? It mm. would have completely changed the trajectory of my life. And I went to Christian school, and I never heard that stuff. And so I was disappointed in the system mm. in that regard because I felt like that should have been something that was taught in those schools. And yet they seem to think that was too heavy for us little kids mm. to handle, us teenagers to handle. And yet that's the time when you're making up your mind about Absolutely. who you're going to be, what you want to believe. And that, that equation ends up being what you, you know, put your life through. And so I think we've had quite different experiences, um, which is yeah. interesting. Yeah.
0: And then I've heard of, like, particularly I hear great testimonies coming from a school like TVAC, for example, um, Tweed Valley Advantage College up on the up on the uh, the border there, and we've had them on a number of times to talk about the music ministry that they're doing and the albums they've been putting out. But I've heard you know testimony of after testimony coming from those schools about how kids have been blessed from both backgrounds, and also how young people who are from a Christian faith have been enabled to hear about what they believe, firstly, and really get into deep Bible truth, but also been enabled to be a witness as well, running Bible studies in the school and whatnot. So it's it's a really interesting conversation and i think it's i think those different key pillars affordability high standard of education um having you know a christian environment but also teaching christian truths if you can hit all of those boxes you Mm -hmm. know and and some you know high level of education and affordability you know they're, they're kind of two that seem to be on a scale that goes one way or the other it's like it seems if one's higher the other one's lower kind of thing but yeah, if, if we could do our best to be able to incorporate those ideals and to have that ultimate schooling experience where kids are enabled to be a witness but then hear solid truth but then get a good education, I think our Christian schools can flourish and we'll be able to use them to train young people to be amazing soul witnesses.
1: Mm-hmm. You're listening to The Breakfast Show
0: Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Hey, do you want to read uh, our final quiz for today? Mm.
1: Okay. Philip was instructed by an angel to go south from Jerusalem along a road that led to what other city? Mm. Philip was instructed by an angel to go south from Jerusalem along a road that led to what other city? 0491064669. Text or call. And uh, get yourself in with a chance to win uh, the prize draw, which is happening uh, next. After our next couple of songs, we'll be drawing out uh, a winner of today's copy of Daniel um, Practical Living in the Judgment Hour, a book by Norman McNulty.
0: Absolutely. Hey, we got another text message coming through here from Rachel. And Rachel says, shout out to the Covenant Christian School and Canberra Christian School, two affordable and amazing Christian schools in Canberra. Hey, I love that you're doing this shout out. Firstly, thank you, Rachel, so much. But secondly, Rachel... You love these schools so much. They're really amazing. They're really incredible. Jump online, head to mychristianschool.au and write in a testimony. And for all of those listening as well, write in a testimonies about how Christian schools have been a blessing to yourself. Your kids, maybe you're a teacher, um, and how it is necessary that Christian schools have Christian teachers. Please write in again. We, we, uh, we have the power here to be able to protect our Christian schools from the bills being imposed, uh, that will essentially remove Christian schools' ability to be able to hire Christian teachers. Or, you know, if, if people apply to work at the school and they're not hired because they're not Christian, um, to be able to, yeah protect themselves from those kinds of lawsuits and not basically be lost in under a mountain of yeah, just being sued. So let's uh, protect our Christian schools. Please go to mychristianschool.au and write your testimonies in there. Oh, uh, let's get into our Bible study. Oh, man, we're just getting so many text messages through. <laughs> this is amazing. We Read this. Okay, this is our last text message. Last text message. I
1: you promise this? us Coming from Alan. Uh,
0: thank you. May God continue to bless you guys and your faith-based radio station for eternity as I look forward to hearing you in heaven each morning <laughs> and my non-caffeinated nature's cupper in hand. Amen. <laughs> Amen, Alan. Well, hopefully we'll be hearing from Jesus, <laughs> someone a little bit better than us. But um, you know what? You know, I like talking here. I probably like talking in heaven, too. So That, we-
1: that would be so fun, actually. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's like like we can be guests on Jesus' radio station, nice. or Jesus can be guests on our radio station in heaven. Wow. This is...
1: Do you know the first thing my mind thought of? I was like, mm-hmm. I hope in heaven we can actually communicate with animals, and we can just like interview teachers and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and today's interview is Mr. Elephant. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm a kid, I know. <laughs>
0: okay, yeah, yeah. It's like, hey, I-, I wrote here on a dolphin. Let's talk to him. <laughs> Like, so what's it like being a dolphin? He's like, Oh hey man, it's <laughs> Well, I wonder if he'll be able to speak in a human sense or he will go like and we can and we understand, understand yeah, yeah. you know, what he's talking Good about. Question. Dude, amazing. <laughs> this is I love this. Hey, well, we're gonna we're we're thinking about heaven this morning, but also we're gonna be looking a little bit at the things that happen on this earth. Let's go to Matthew chapter twenty seven. We're gonna read verse forty five to verse fifty. So far this week we've been talking about the seal of God and the mark of the beast. And, you know, what gives us some perspective of that idea? Our Bible study today is titled The Cosmic Struggle. So head on down, Matthew twenty-seven forty-five to verse 50, if you can read that for us, Monica.
1: I am reading from the NKJV, and it says this. Now from the sixth hour until the ninth hour ninth hour there was darkness all over the land. And about the ninth hour Jesus cried out in a loud voice, saying, Eli Eli Lama Shabbat Thani that is, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Some of those who stood there, when they heard that, said, This man is calling for Elijah. Immediately one of them ran and took a sponge, filled it with sour wine, and put it on a reed, and offered it to him to drink. The rest said, leave him alone. Let us see if Elijah will come to save him. And Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. Mm.
0: So we, yesterday, were talking about steadfast endurance and The fact that those who are following Jesus at the end of time, those who have the seal of God, the Bible, it says that they have the patience of the saints and they have the faith of Jesus as well. And it's like, okay, well, we talked yesterday about how it is that we receive this faith of Jesus. And that's through the power of the Holy Spirit that we are given faith, the faith in him and we're given the faith of him. But what does that faith actually look like? And mm. I think that the faith of Jesus is the most on display in this passage right here. In Matthew 27, 45 to 50, as Jesus is hanging on the cross for those who he came to save, being put up there by those who he came to save, and crying out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken thee? Now, this is not a, you know, last minute, You know, renouncing of faith by Jesus here, but rather a reference to the Psalms, which is actually all about him. You know, David writing in the Psalms, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And writing about his own personal struggles, but how God is ultimately the one who is being glorified. Jesus here is doing the same. He's referencing people back to the word of God. And then they even give him a sponge um, filled with wine and they offer it him to drink and he. the Bible says in, in other sections here that he, he turns away as soon as he drinks it he realizes that it's sour wine and he turns away and says no that's not for me and then so, so this is one way that they've gotten at him uh, and then the second way the rest said let him alone let us see if Elijah will come uh, to save him so they're even mocking him while they're on the cross is this not the height the peak of endurance here Is this not like the most beautiful sacrifice that has ever been made in one of the most disgusting and terrible circumstances? Is this not one of the greatest examples of steadfast endurance that you've ever seen? Again, Jesus hanging on the cross here, the weight of the sins of the world upon him, yielding up his life to give salvation to the world. Yet again, for those who he is dying for, they're mocking him. Yeah. This is incredible. Like this is such a scene. It's actually a scene of beautiful victory of what it is that the love of God is able to accomplish and achieve in Jesus himself, God hanging on the cross. But even more so, it heightens or enlightens the sinfulness of humanity and the great need that we have (laughs) to be like this. I read this story and I'm like, there is nothing in me that could live up to this kind mm-hmm. of sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. And I know this because of, mate, I put them running shoes on. Dude, I'm like, I was talking yesterday, 3Ks in, 5Ks in, them legs are burning. I want to die then. I'm like, I am just, <laughs> dude, I want to. You yield up your spirit and there I'm and like, then. <laughs> I'm like, I want to give up. Jesus here, having been whipped and beaten in front of the crowd, hanging on this cross, it is a level of patient endurance that, I don't think any person can display. Now, many people have been through sufferings and and torment and and whatnot. But what Jesus was actually accomplishing here, the purpose for accomplishing this, the salvation for humanity, it is—it's for a humanity who clearly hates him, as you can see. It it is—it's just something else. It's just something else. You know, I, I know for me. Again, going back to the running analogy, it's really easy to run long distances when you're in a pack of people, right? Because everyone's doing it together. Jesus is alone. Hanging, you know, he is surrounded by other thieves on the cross, but he is alone hanging for the sake of humanity. Um, yet he is doing it because of his great love that he has for us. And so I see this example. I'm like, that is exactly what I want to be. As Again, we talk about the end of time, a time of trouble and persecution such as there never was yet Jesus is able to endure because of his great love for humanity. And I'm like, man, give me the faith of Jesus. Give me the patience of the saints. Give me the ability to steadfastly endure like this. Jesus is our only way. Jesus is our only method. Jesus is our only direction, and he is our only God. You're listening to The Breakfast Joe podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. We come at the time, hey, we've we've, hey, we've given all our questions here. Yeah, we've 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 said all the questions, we've said everything that we need to do, we've given all the quizzes. All we need to give now is just a just a winner, right?
1: And the answers.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Do we, do we have a winner, Shell? She's spinning the wheel right now. Oh you hit that button for us, Shell.
1: Do you so, want me to read out the answers in the meantime? Yeah, go for it. Okay, how many thieves are crucified with Jesus? It was two. The names of the three sons of Adam and Eve, it was Cain, Abel, and Seth. The mm-hmm. book of the Bible that names Haman or Haman, or Haman was Esther. And uh, James 1, five. if any of you lack wisdom, let him, the answer of the rest of that voice is act, uh, ask of God. If any of you lack wisdom, uh, let him ask of God. Uh, Philip was instructed by an angel to go south from Jerusalem along a road that led to what other city? This city was Gaza.
0: Absolutely. Hey Shell, do we have a winner here?
1: We do. The winner is Deanne. Oh, oh shout out, Deanne. Deanne
0: fantastic Woo-hoo. work on getting a bunch of answers correct. We saw you got... Man, it was competitive today. Yeah. People were getting in. People had lots to say on the show this morning. I guess we just need to talk about controversial stuff and then yeah, <laughs> Christian schools and Less chosen. peanut butter,
1: more chosen. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations, Deanne. You'll be receiving Daniel Practical Living in the Judgment Hour, a commentary on the book of Daniel by Norman McNulty. That'll be... Uh, coming your way shortly.
0: Absolutely. Hey, Monica. Hmm. Wait, what, what? What are you getting up to today?
1: Right now, I'm not going to lie. I am um, looking on uh, online to maybe purchase a little van. <laughs> oh, you want to go back um, to van life? No, not 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 necessarily full time. But i I'm, I'm missing the open road and being able to get <laughs> up and go. or and. Well, your Mazda 3, you can't, you know... It, difficult to sleep in the back of that,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. As, okay, so what are you looking at so far? What's, what vans... I gravitate towards Toyotas. Uh-huh.
1: I'm suspicious of Fords and Mercedes.
0: Oh, absolutely. I think always be suspicious. Um, hey, guys, well, this is the thing. We, we don't want to just, you know, leave you with with Vans to purchase. We want to leave you with something for free. Yes. Uh, which is all this month in June, we are doing our Sabbath giveaway, uh, which is where... Oh,
1: so exciting. So basically... The challenge is to keep the Sabbath the whole month of June, right? That's right.
0: And even, you know, I had some people at my university who were keeping the Sabbath for the very first, first time, time. Nice. Um, last weekend, and they said they had a fantastic experience. But you can be doing the same as well from Friday night, sunset, all the way through Saturday, you can be keeping the Sabbath. Now it is Tuesday, so that's a way off. In the meantime, we want to give you stuff for free. So all you need to do is jump in our text line and type in the word Sabbath. Mm-hmm. Just on its by itself, just a little Sabbath. And then, you know, don't, no, no other words though. Just just the word Sabbath. Just the word Sabbath. Just the word Sabbath. And you will then be directed towards getting your hands on the Sabbath gift, which is a little book that we are giving away. It's not a little book. It's a decent, amazing, awesome resource um, that we're giving to you absolutely for free um, that is all about the history of the Sabbath, where it comes from, what it is, whether it should be kept, which is a huge question uh, that people have but again, zero four nine one zero six four six six nine, type in the word Sabbath and we'll give you the Sabbath gift absolutely. For free. And, and you're going to be hearing right throughout the month of June all kinds of testimonies and how people have been blessed by Sabbath keeping in their own life as well. Hey, we just got a text message coming in from Jerry. She writes, Get an Alfa Romeo.
1: Jerry, are you shouting me the Alfa Romeo? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, Aren't they expensive, Alfa Romeos?
0: Yeah, they're either expensive or falling apart. <laughs> and even if they are expensive, they're falling apart. Sorry, Jerry. I'm the world's <laughs> biggest hater. No, I actually I think Alfa Romeo is a. Epic.
1: Look, I I previously had a Renault traffic, and that really burnt my fingers for foreign, like, European cars. European cars. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely.
0: I'm, I'm like, fully in the Japanese market. I I, I reckon you should go down that route. You should get get an L-Grant. They're like...
1: I'm going to look that up. It's a Japanese...
0: Oh, no, you should get a Nissan Cube. She should get a piece of tofu. How can I
1: sleep in the back of a cube, Lawson? You can.
0: It'll be a blessing. Trust me.
1: If everyone has a van, they want to sell me. No, No, text the word Sabbath, zero four nine one zero six four six six nine.
0: And we have come to the end of the day.
1: We are not only going to give away something to one person today. We have an offer that many people can get. This is actually super exciting. I'm going to teach you how to get it because it's a little bit complicated. If you go on your laptop or your device, whatever you got there, phone, whatever, go to faithfm.com.au and on the landing page, you'll see on the right-hand side, there is 24 days left for the Faith FM End of Financial Year Giveaway. Right. Mm-hmm. There are 16 ways to enter this. You can answer questions, sign up for the e-magazine, download the Faith FM app, enter using Facebook or Instagram or mm. YouTube, multiple ways. You'll see a whole list of them with different little coloured icons next to them. Down towards the bottom of the list, there's a yellow section where you can enter a secret code. Now, different shows on our radio program have different secret codes, and Breakfast Show has its own code. Our secret code is the word wheatbix. Mm. W-E-E-T-B-I-X. That's how we spelt it. Mm-hmm. You can actually click uh on that option, the breakfast to show secret code. You enter the word WeekBix and you can submit it and uh and you'll get entries uh, and you can win all kinds of things. I think predominantly merchandise and that kind of stuff. Um and I'm hoping that I can enter this because I super want a Faith FM hoodie. Um but you can enter in I think I think can you do enterable multiple days? Yeah, you can enter every day, put the secret word in every day get no just once for that. But you can do all the 16 different uh, ways to enter to increase uh, yeah, your chance to get something.
0: Absolutely. We want to give you free stuff, so get on our website. And remember to talk faith, live faith, and act faith.
1: God be with you till we meet again. God be with you till we meet again. By his counsels God. Sheep securely fold you. God be with you till we meet again. Until we meet again at Jesus' feet Until we need again. Jesus. Feet. God be with you till we meet again. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-80-Faith FM.